Hey everyone, it's Psychic Medium Tammy Schuster and welcome to Angels, Awakenings, and Afterlife or welcome back, whatever the case may be. Some of you have listened before. I did have this podcast going for about a year and um, I, yes, I deleted it all. I took it down, I deleted it, um, found that it was going down the wrong path for the wrong reasons and I am back. Um, Better? Maybe. <laughs> we'll see. Um, so we, each each episode, I talk about something different. We're going to go all over the place. Um, today, I want to talk about a statement that keeps playing over and over in my head in the last six months or so as I've been facing some things. And, it's, and I just kept telling myself, man, I'm drowning in emotions. What's wrong with me? Well, that's the first thing that, you know, we can say that we're drowning with emotions, but we need to quit saying what's wrong with us because we seem to take the blame right away, whether it belongs to us or not. So struggling with the management of what it feels like a tidal wave of emotions is often just anxiety, overthinking, depression. You know, often it makes us, we feel safer when we're alone and I'm trying to cope. And the reality is we all need a lifeline, like a life preserver. And yes, we all need our time to be alone. But I also think that I've learned over the last six months, it's not like I have to let everybody in when I'm in that mode where I think I'm drowning or, you know, out of overthinking or just we want to be alone. But I've learned I don't need to let everyone in, but I do need to be able to ask for a lifeline, you know, because I find that being alone can actually push me to a breaking point where I can't pretend that I have it all together. So that's why I think that lifeline is so important. Um, I feel deeply, but I prefer to, you know, if you're like me, you probably prefer to process those feelings alone or internally, but emotional flooding is an experience of being overwhelmed when our strong emotions take over. I feel uncomfortable showing emotion in public. Like I can be out, I can be strong, I can be centered, but I find that, you know, I, I always share my, um, my lessons and what I go through, but I don't often share the emotion of it. So that's where I feel uncomfortable is in the emotion. None of these are signs of weakness. You guys, none of these means we're broken. None of this means that we're less than anyone else. Often we don't want to share that because we think that, it means we're less than someone else. We get into the social media click and you got to remember you guys, like I try to post the good and the bad so you can see that it's equal. If I only posted the good, then I'm unrelatable. If I only post the bad, then, you know, what's the point of even following or trying? I have always talked about journaling. I write everything because I think it needs to come out. And if I journal has an ability to come out in a safe way because it releases it safely. My journals are totally unedited. They're messy. They're grammarly incorrect. They're a stream of thoughts that don't even make sense to anyone but me. And you know what? That's okay. It creates a sense of calm. It, it improves my mood by releasing my thoughts that I get stuck on. It gets repeated in my own brain. And it's a safe place. If you're worried about someone finding your journals, I've heard people say, well, you know, I don't live, I worry about someone finding them. Burn it, burn it when you're done, but get it out, tear it up, rip it, shred it, do what you need to do. It helps you gain perspective. At least it does for me. Like the thoughts are overwhelming. And once I write them down, I find out that the overwhelming emotion it, it guess what when it's on paper it doesn't have as much power over me i can see it with my eyes and i can prioritize my problems and my fears and my concerns and when you write it out it also will help you recognize your triggers and learn ways to manage them i don't know about you but i can recognize a trigger we all know we can feel when something's coming we know when something's 
starting to change, you know? And the thing with the journaling is there's no shame, no guilt, no, there, it's just emotion. They're not, they're not destructive. Um, and, and they do help me from being overwhelmed. It's important to maintain perspective on the real truth because we know shame, guilt, and fear are bad for us. We feel burdened. We feel the darkness coming around us. No one deserves to feel this way. Quit telling yourself that you do. The first thing, like I said, we got to quit saying, what did I do wrong? Or, you know, we just assume that when something's going wrong, it's our fault. The power comes from training our brain to create a positive mindset and making our self-worth a priority. We're taught that if we put ourselves before other people that we're selfish, we're self-centered, it's wrong. Um, I go back to the airplane method. When I'm struggling on an airplane, they tell you that if the oxygen masks fall, put it on yourself before you put it on other people. And a lot of times I was raised to just not, I just, I was nowhere, not first, second, third. I wasn't even fifth or sixth growing up. And so for me to put myself first very rarely happens, but I'll tell you, I'm learning. I'm learning that I am not productive. As a matter of fact, I'm kind of counterproductive if I, if I put myself, you know, if I, if I throw myself out there, I'm not productive at all. So this thing we need to retrain, we need to retrain our brain that, that we're selfish if we put ourselves first. Um, I don't know. So there's an alone time. We all need that alone time. But when I'm in that darkest of dark, I need to throw a life preserver out. We've got to have at least one person that we can reach for. If you can't, then journal. Please reach through for your journal. Write those out. So when you get yourself to a place where you're not overthinking, where you can actually breathe for a minute, you can look at those journals and you can find out what you need to do to support yourself. Like what can you let go of? What is emotion? And a lot of times I will put fact and I'll put emotion because emotion is not a fact. And sometimes I will write something under a fact and I'll go back to it and look later. And you know what? It really wasn't a fact. It was an emotion. It was an emotion off of what I was feeling. So it felt factual. But when you start to separate it, you'll realize sooner or later that, you know, what is emotion? What's fact? What's real? And so for me to get past obstacles in my way, I have to fully acknowledge the problem and have a strong motivating reason to keep moving. So again, the fear has to come away from it or I, I can't see what my problem is. I can't see. We have to see and we have to feel. And I don't ever want to not feel. I want to not feel as much as I feel, but that's never going to happen in my case. So when I get out of control or I feel like I am losing who I am, I learn how to pause. I learn how to practice distraction. I've always said, you know, like, Sometimes our brain just, we obsess. We keep going in one direction. Wonder Our thoughts is just on a big loop. It's one direction, one direction, one direction. And I've learned that maybe instead of um, directing, trying to direct my own thoughts, I need to redirect them. So when I'm at my worst or I have the biggest challenges, a lot of times I redirect what I'm focusing on until I'm able to come back. Because sooner or later, I can come back and face it. I can face the extreme stress or disappointment. I can face a lot of things. But a lot of times I can't face them while I'm going through it. Again, journal, 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 journal. You're going to hear me say that all the time. Journal, journal, journal. I laugh about my journals. I say that when I pass someday, my kids are going to find all these journals and they're probably going to be traumatized for life. Um, but you know what? 
I have these journals for a reason because they were in my brain at one time and it helped me get past my obstacles. It helped me acknowledge the things that I needed to face, you know, and I develop, a, I can develop a positive mindset when I'm in a problem and so can you. Um, yeah, I deflect a lot, but I, I avoid it for a while, but I always come back. When I say avoid it, I don't mean like totally pretend it doesn't exist. I'm saying when I'm stuck in the emotional part of it, that's when I avoid, that's when I deflect, that's when I redirect my thoughts until I can get my emotion down. Then I got to come back to the problem because you can't stick your head in the sand and just hope it gets better because avoiding a problem generally makes it worse. We all know that. Um, small problems will turn into big problems if you leave them alone. So I'm not saying don't handle your problems. I'm saying when we're talking about the emotion, because emotion takes us off of the focus of our actual problem. Um, the problem may be that I just have to deal with one thing, but the emotion may be that I feel like a failure, that nothing is ever going to go right in my life, that I deserve what's happening to me. These are all emotions and, and they're, part of the problem, but they're definitely not the problem. So writing them out in journal and for me, redirecting until I'm able to come back to it, help me, you know, understand and accept that you're not responsible for solving everybody's problems or even your own problems, whether I caused it or not. I try not to distract myself. That takes my mind. It, I, I just, I'm really working you guys on facing the emotions and letting them go because I want to have emotions when I'm around my grandkids. I want to feel the love. I want to feel the excitement. I want to feel that. I don't want the emotions to lead me when I'm talking down to myself, when I'm blaming myself for things that are happening, when I feel like, okay, you deserve that. Nothing's going right. So I'm learning to direct and redirect my thoughts. And sometimes you got to understand that redirection is not rejection. It's simply taking you from a place of bad thinking until you're in a better spot. And then you can kind of like deal with it then. For me, it's important for me to for me to maintain my perspective on the real truth because we know that shame, guilt, and fear are bad for us, okay? So often we feel burdened, we feel darkness. So again, I have to tell you again, nobody needs to feel this way, okay? So for me, that's where I've been the last six months or so when I pulled myself away. Um... So remember, we need to learn to pause. We need to seek inspiration and we need to pack, practice distraction. Now, all the time where we avoid the problem, when you're in your head and you can solve it, you know, that's what we need to do. And you got to remember this. We've heard this change starts from the inside. I always heard that, but why not like go a little further? Why not change does not happen from the outside? We have to change our attention and our thoughts. Because what we think directly influences how we feel and how we feel directly influences how our body acts, how our body acts directly influences how we behave, how we behave defines who we are, blah, blah, blah. It goes on and on and on. So one thing continuously leads to another, to leads to another, to leads to another. You know, it's not what we go through, but rather what we experience when we're going through something that is important. Um, thoughts have no power, good or bad. If you came to Undivided, my free life coaching group that I do in June, July, and August, we talked about this all the time. Thoughts are neither good or bad. It's the attention that we give those thoughts that make it real. So sometimes if I'm in a good place, I can have a thought of, you know, something happens and I can hear someone say something and it doesn't affect me. But if I'm already in a place of where I'm blaming myself or I hear something else, you hear, oh, that's just great. I start adding the attention to it. So you have to remember thoughts are neither good or bad. It's the attention that you give to it. Okay, so I can 
I can think, okay, this just happened. And I can say, well, there you go again, making the same mistakes. Or I can say, man, I'm so glad I recognized that mistake before I invested another whatever time in it. So regularly tell yourself you're not a failure. You know, don't give in to the, the bad things you're telling yourself. Watch your body language. I suck down when I'm having a bad moment. You know, if you, if you are in a good place or you're talking to someone that makes you feel good, you find yourself standing up and engaged. If I'm negative or I'm around someone who maybe is irritating me, um, I find myself like slunched down, my shoulders are down, I'm leaning backwards. Um, either way, we're creating a cycle. So remember, emotions are just reactions to the thoughts we give attention to. So choose what you want to give attentions to. Um, be careful. The real problem is not often the problem. The real problem is how we think about our problems. You know, we are not our circumstances. We are what we think of our circumstances. I've had to learn this very much so. And y'all know that, or you're going to learn if you haven't been in any of these, that um, I use myself as an example because I think that we have to um, grow through what we go through. As a matter of fact, uh, one of my clients just brought me a t-shirt today and gave it to me at a reading that says we grow through what we go through because during Undivided, that is 100% of what I tell them every single day. I have to go through things. I might as well grow when I go through them because if I don't grow, I'm, I just, I'm not creating any new patterns. I'm not creating anything to understand. And I, you know, I'm giving my attention to my bad thoughts versus the power to my good thoughts. So I know that's an awful lot. Ah, take a breath. So for the first episode of Being Back Fully, um, I am back and focused. I'm not saying that I have overcome all my stinking thinking or that I've grown through everything I've went through because I've went through a lot more than I've grown. I can tell you that. But if I can go through, if I go through 10 things and I can grow through six, guess what? There's six lessons that I don't have to repeat. But the most important thing I want you to take from this episode is quit blaming yourself. When something happens, quit saying, what did I do? What did I do to deserve this? Why did, you know, just say this happened. It sucks. What am I going to do now? So we need to go from, we need to quit thinking of redirection as rejection and we need to start directing our thoughts. So remember, we're going to grow through what we go through. And as I always say, in every one of my life coaching things, be kind to yourself and be kind to other people. And I will talk to you guys next Monday. Hey everyone, it's Psychic Medium Tammy Schuster and welcome to Angels, Awakenings, and Afterlife or welcome back. Whatever the case may be, some of you have listened before. I did have this podcast going for about a year. And um, I, yes, I deleted it all. I took it down. I deleted it. Um, found that it was going down the wrong path for the wrong reasons. And I am back. Um, better? Maybe. <laughs> we'll see. Um, so we, each, each episode, I talk about something different. We're going to go all over the place. Um, today I want to talk about a statement that keep playing over and over my head in the last six months or so as I've been facing some things and it's, and I just kept telling myself, man, I'm drowning in emotions. What's wrong with me? Well, that's the first thing that, you know, we can say that we're drowning with emotions, but we need to quit saying what's wrong with us because we seem to take the blame right away, whether it belongs to us or not. So struggling with the management of what it feels like a tidal wave of emotions is often just anxiety, overthinking, depression. You know, often it makes us 
we feel safer when we're alone and I'm trying to cope. And the reality is we all need a lifeline, like a life preserver. And yes, we all need our time to be alone. But I also think that I've learned over the last six months, it's not like I have to let everybody in when I'm in that mode where I think I'm drowning or, you know, out of overthinking or just we want to be alone. But I've learned I don't need to let everyone in, but I do need to be able to ask for a lifeline, you know, because I find that being alone can actually push me to a breaking point where I can't pretend that I have it all together. So that's why I think that lifeline is so important. Um, I feel deeply, but I prefer to, you know, if you're like me, you probably prefer to process those feelings alone or internally, but emotional flooding is an experience of being overwhelmed when our strong emotions take over. I feel uncomfortable showing emotion in public. Like I can be out, I can be strong, I can be centered, but I find that, you know, I, I always share my, um, my lessons and what I go through, but I don't often share the emotion of it. So that's where I feel uncomfortable is in the emotion. None of these are signs of weakness. You guys, none of these means we're broken. None of this means that we're less than anyone else. Often we don't want to share that because we think that, it means we're less than someone else. We get into this social media click and you got to remember you guys, like I try to post the good and the bad so you can see that it's equal. If I only posted the good, then I'm unrelatable. If I only post the bad, then, you know, what's the point of even following or trying? I have always talked about journaling. I write everything because I think it needs to come out. And if I journal has an ability to come out in a safe way because it releases it safely, my journals are totally unedited. They're messy. They're grammarly incorrect. They're a stream of thoughts that don't even make sense to anyone but me. And you know what? That's okay. It creates a sense of calm. It it improves my mood by releasing my thoughts that I get stuck on. It gets repeated in my own brain. And it's a safe place. If you're worried about someone finding your journals, I've heard people say, well, you know, I don't live, I worry about someone finding them. Burn it, burn it when you're done, but get it out, tear it up, rip it, shred it, do what you need to do. It helps you gain perspective. At least it does for me. Like the thoughts are overwhelming. And once I write them down, I find out that the overwhelming emotion it it, guess what when it's on paper it doesn't have as much power over me i can see it with my eyes and i can prioritize my problems and my fears and my concerns and when you write it out it also will help you recognize your triggers and learn ways to manage them i don't know about you but i can recognize a trigger we all know we can feel when something's coming we know when something's starting to change you know and the thing with the journaling is there's no shame, no guilt, no, there, it's just emotion. They're not, they're not destructive. Um, and, and they do help me from being overwhelmed. It's important to maintain perspective on the real truth because we know shame, guilt, and fear are bad for us. We feel burdened. We feel the darkness coming around us. No one deserves to feel this way. Quit telling yourself that you do. The first thing, like I said, we got to quit saying, what did I do wrong? Or, you know, we just assume that when something's going wrong, it's our fault. The power comes from training our brain to create a positive mindset and making our self-worth a priority. We're taught that if we put ourselves before other people, that we're selfish, we're self-centered, it's wrong. Um, I go back to the airplane method. When I'm struggling on an airplane, they tell you that if the oxygen masks fall, put it on yourself before you put it on other people. And a lot of times I was raised to just not be, I just, I was nowhere, not first, second, third. I wasn't even fifth or sixth growing up. And so for me to put myself first, very rarely happens. 
But I'll tell you, I'm learning. I'm learning that I am not productive. As a matter of fact, I'm kind of counterproductive if I if I put myself, you know, if I if I throw myself out there, I'm not productive at all. So this thing we need to retrain. We need to retrain our brain that that we're selfish if we put ourselves first. Um, I don't know. So there's an alone time. We all need that alone time. But when I'm in that darkest of dark. I need to throw a life preserver out. We've got to have at least one person that we can reach for. If you can't, then journal. Please reach through for your journal. Write those out. So when you get yourself to a place where you're not overthinking, where you can actually breathe for a minute, you can look at those journals and you can find out what you need to do to support yourself. Like what can you let go of? What is emotion? And a lot of times I will put fact and I'll put emotion because emotion is not a fact. And sometimes I will write something under a fact and I'll go back to it and look later. And you know what? It really wasn't a fact. It was an emotion. It was an emotion off of what I was feeling. So it felt factual. But when you start to separate it, you'll realize sooner or later that, you know, what is emotion? What's fact? What's real? And so for me to get past obstacles in my way, I have to fully acknowledge the problem and have a strong motivating reason to keep moving. So again, the fear has to come away from it or I, I can't see what my problem is. I can't see. We have to see and we have to feel. And I don't ever want to not feel. I want to not feel as much as I feel, but that's never going to happen in my case. So when I get out of control or I feel like I am losing who I am, I learn how to pause. I learn how to practice distraction. I've always said, you know, like, Sometimes our brain just, it, we obsess. We keep going in one direction. Wonder Our thoughts is just on a big loop. It's one direction, one direction, one direction. And I've learned that maybe instead of um, directing, trying to direct my own thoughts, I need to redirect them. So when I'm at my worst or I have the biggest challenges, a lot of times I redirect what I'm focusing on until I'm able to come back. Because sooner or later, I can come back and face it. I can face the extreme stress or disappointment. I can face a lot of things. But a lot of times I can't face them while I'm going through it. Again, journal, 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 journal. You're going to hear me say that all the time. Journal, journal, journal. I laugh about my journals. I say that when I pass someday, my kids are going to find all these journals and they're probably going to be traumatized for life. Um, but you know what? I have these journals for a reason because they were in my brain at one time and it helped me get past my obstacles. It helped me acknowledge the things that I needed to face, you know, and I develop, a, I can develop a positive mindset when I'm in a problem and so can you. Um, yeah, I deflect a lot, but I, I avoid it for a while, but I always come back. When I say avoid it, I don't mean like totally pretend it doesn't exist. I'm saying when I'm stuck in the emotional part of it, that's when I avoid, that's when I deflect, that's when I redirect my thoughts until I can get my emotion down. Then I got to come back to the problem because you can't stick your head in the sand and just hope it gets better because avoiding a problem generally makes it worse. We all know that. Um, small problems will turn into big problems if you leave them alone. So I'm not saying don't handle your problems. I'm saying when we're talking about the emotion, because emotion takes us off of the focus of our actual problem. Um, the problem may be that I just have to deal with one thing, but the emotion may be that I feel like a failure, that nothing is ever going to go right in my life, that I deserve what's happening to me. These are all emotions and, and they're part of the problem, but they're definitely not the problem. So writing them out and journal them for me, redirecting until I'm able to come back to it, help me, you know, 
understand and accept that you're not responsible for solving everybody's problems or even your own problems. Whether I caused it or not, I try not to distract myself. That takes my mind. It, I, I just, I'm really working you guys on facing the emotions and letting them go because I want to have emotions when I'm around my grandkids. I want to feel the love. I want to feel the excitement. I want to feel that. I don't want the emotions to lead me when I'm talking down to myself, when I'm blaming myself for things that are happening, when I feel like, okay, you deserve that. Nothing's going right. So I'm learning to direct and redirect my thoughts. And sometimes you got to understand that redirection is not rejection. It's simply taking you from a place of bad thinking until you're in a better spot. And then you can kind of like deal with it then. For me, it's important for me to for me to maintain my perspective on the real truth because we know that shame, guilt, and fear are bad for us, okay? So often we feel burdened, we feel darkness. So again, I have to tell you again, nobody needs to feel this way, okay? So for me, that's where I've been the last six months or so when I pulled myself away. Um... So remember, we need to learn to pause. We need to seek inspiration and we need to pack, practice distraction. Now, all the time where we avoid the problem, when you're in your head and you can solve it, you know, that's what we need to do. And you got to remember this. We've heard this change starts from the inside. I always heard that, but why not like go a little further? Why not change does not happen from the outside? We have to change our attention and our thoughts. Because what we think directly influences how we feel and how we feel directly influences how our body acts, how our body acts directly influences how we behave, how we behave, defines who we are, blah, blah, blah. It goes on and on and on. So one thing continuously leads to another, to leads to another, to leads to another. You know, it's not what we go through, but rather what we experience when we're going through something that is important. Um, thoughts have no power, good or bad. If you came to Undivided, my free life coaching group that I do in June, July, and August, we talked about this all the time. Thoughts are neither good or bad. It's the attention that we give those thoughts that make it real. So sometimes if I'm in a good place, I can have a thought of, you know, something happens and I can hear someone say something and it doesn't affect me. But if I'm already in a place of where I'm blaming myself or I hear something else, you hear, oh, that's just great. I start adding the attention to it. So you have to remember thoughts are neither good or bad. It's the attention that you give to it. Okay. So I can, I can think, okay, this just happened and I can say, well, there you go again, making the same mistakes. Or I can say, man, I'm so glad I recognized that mistake before I invested another whatever time in it. So regularly tell yourself you're not a failure. You know, don't give in to the, the bad things you're telling yourself. Watch your body language. I suck down when I'm having a bad moment. You know, if you, if you are in a good place or you're talking to someone that makes you feel good, you find yourself standing up and engaged. If I'm negative or I'm around someone who maybe is irritating me, um, I find myself like slunched down, my shoulders are down, I'm leaning backwards. Um, either way, we're creating a cycle. So remember, emotions are just reactions to the thoughts we give attention to. So choose what you want to give attentions to. Um, be careful. The real problem is not often the problem. The real problem is how we think about our problems. You know, we are not our circumstances. We are what we think of our circumstances. I've had to learn this very much so. And y'all know that, or you're going to learn if you haven't been in any of these, that um, I use myself as an example because I think that we have to um, grow through what we go through. As a matter of fact, uh, one of my clients just brought me a t-shirt today and gave it to me at a reading that says we grow through what we go through because 
during Undivided, that is 100% of what I tell them every single day. I have to go through things. I might as well grow when I go through them because if I don't grow, I'm, I just, I'm not creating any new patterns. I'm not creating anything to understand. And I, you know, I'm giving the attention to my bad thoughts versus the power to my good thoughts. So I know that's an awful lot. Ah, take a breath. So for the first episode of being back fully, um, I am back and focused. I'm not saying that I have overcome all my stinking thinking or that I've grown through everything I've went through because I've went through a lot more than I've grown. I can tell you that. But if I can go through, if I go through 10 things and I can grow through six, guess what? There's six lessons that I don't have to repeat. But the most important thing I want you to take from this episode is quit blaming yourself. When something happens, quit saying, what did I do? What did I do to deserve this? Why did, you know, just say this happened. It sucks. What am I going to do now? So we need to go from, we need to quit thinking of redirection as rejection and we need to start directing our thoughts. So remember, we're going to grow through what we go through. And as I always say, in every one of my life coaching things, be kind to yourself and be kind to other people. And I will talk to you guys next Monday.